Hit it. It's time. It's time. Hey, everybody. This episode of Bad for Business is brought to you by Casper. Casper They're back. They're back, baby. Casper, the startup behind the award-winning Casper mattress. And guys, take it from me. Okay, a good night's sleep is crucial. And I've been sleeping on a Casper for uh, how many months now, Bree? Three? Since May. And you know what? Whether I go to bed at 9 o'clock or even if I'm out late, which for me nowadays is like 12 o'clock, doesn't really matter because I wake up feeling amazing. And it's not just me. Consumer Reports, Bloomberg, and the Wall Street Journal are raving about this thing. Do some research. If you're on the fence about getting the mattress, now's the time to pull the trigger because we got a deal for you, okay? And I want you guys to sleep as well as I do. So if you use the code B4B, when you go to Casper.com, you're going to get $50 toward any size Casper mattress, okay? Casper.com slash B4B. And you know what? Casper's back. I, we might not, you know, we'll have the same mattress, that's kind of a big deal. <laughs> uh, also, also, no, we are very happy to have Casper back. Honestly, they're one of our favorite sponsors, and and we'll, more on them later in the show too. Got some funny stories about how the mattress works into our life. But also, this episode of Bad for Business is also brought to you by our longest running sponsor of all time. Me undies. Me undies. All right, look, guys, you wear underwear every day. I hope. I hope most of you are wearing underwear every day. It's 365 days a year, in case you didn't know how many days were in a year, rain or shine. So you need it to be extraordinary. And I never know if it's extraordinary or extraordinary. I don't know. Anyway, without an insane price tag, and MeUndies understands this, and that's why they've created the world's most comfortable underwear. Luxury at half the retail price you'd find anywhere else. All right, so if you go to meundies.com slash B4B, you're going to get 20% off. And if you use that backslash B4B, they're going to know we sent you and they're going to then know you support Bad for Business. And then basically, Bree and I will keep doing this podcast, right? Right. All right. Great show for you guys today. Uh, we're doing a check in with my mom. It's been a while. So we're going to check in with her, make sure we're going to talk all things single mom. We have a great Charlie Sheen story with my mom. Of course, we have to talk about some memorabilia because it is my mom. Um, We talk about a lot of stuff in this episode. Uh, Brie goes to Vegas, which is very interesting. Now, Brie, the reason why I bring this up is there's a term that one might say when when they're going to Vegas. I'm not saying like Vegas, baby. No, that's not that. There was a song from a few years ago. Right? And it's turned down for? For what? Right. Turn now, up for what? see, you and I had I this never argument. I know which one it is. Bree walks around the house turn going, turn up for what? <laughs> which, to me, defeats the whole purpose of the term turn up. The term turn, turn up, up means what? like, we're going to go big. We're going to party. We're going to yeah. do our thing. So what you're essentially saying is, like, party for what? No, I'm saying, like... Yeah, like party for what? For everything, party. I don't get it. Turn down. Turn down means like, why are we going to stop partying? Turn down for what? I don't know. That's That phrase always confuses me. I don't know <laughs> if it's up or down. She walks around the house going, turn up for what? I'm like, I thought you were going to turn up. You were saying you're not turning up? I'm confused. Uh, we're going to start the show for you in a second. Also, I have an important news flash for all Bad for Business fans. Oh, this is no longer... The Bad for Business podcast with Jerry Ferrara. I mean, it is. But if you look, and if most of you are on iTunes, and you know what? Maybe some of you are getting us on, what are other things? Stitcher. Maybe some of you are listening on, what, Podbay? What else do we have, Brie? A whole bunch of stuff. but we're going to have our own app soon, which is kind of cool. 
app coming soon. If you look, it'll say, especially on iTunes, it'll say, Bad for Business with Jerry Ferrara. And then under that, in small lettering, is where you kind of put your company name. And all it says is, it used to say, just Jerry Ferrara. Now it says, Bad for Business with Jerry Ferrara. And underneath it says, Jerry Ferrara and Brianne Ricardo. And you know what? She brought that up to me when we were laying in bed at midnight on our Casper mattress. See how I brought it back full circle? Roll it, Brie. Bad for Business. You think that's a good title? The, the greatest I've ever seen in my whole brain. No, I mean my whole life. Hi, it's Dan Patrick. It's time for another edition of Bad for Business Podcast with my buddy, Gary Farrar. I mean, are you really attempting to... You're tone deaf, Bray. <laughs> Bree, sing everybody a song. Show everybody how musically talented you are. Um, okay. What song should I sing? I got an idea. Why don't you sing something from the Britney Spears collection? You drive me crazy. I just can't sleep. Sometimes Do you I not breathe through sometimes. your nose? <laughs> no, I can't. <laughs> Because you sound very nasally with your Shut song. up! <laughs> when you sing, not when you talk, when you sing. When I talk and when I sing because you I have a deviated septum. <laughs> you have a deviated septum. All right, enough. <laughs> uh, what's going on, everybody? We've got a good show for you today. We're going to talk to my mom in a little bit. It's been a while since I've had Mom Dukes on the podcast, so I figured, you know, we'll give her a call. We'll see what's happening. No, I do have something I want to talk with my mom about and like share with you guys you know my mom was a single mom uh i had an older brother so my brother who's been on this show before my brother and i and my mom it was the three of us that was home team and uh we're not gonna get too deep and dramatic into the circumstances around those events but we are gonna talk life as a single mom and some of her trials and tribulations and um i have some very specific stories i want to go over with her and um you know last week we did kind of the gangster episode and i figure that one might have been for the fellas although we did get some great tweets from the ladies about the gangster episodes this one's going to be it's not going to be for the ladies but it's going to be for the uh i guess the softer Listener, the sensitive side. We're going to talk parenting. I have no children, Brie, and neither do you. So, uh, well, I have one. No, I'm kidding. Uh, (laughs) What? We're going to talk uh, single mom parenting, but also just parenting in general with her. She had an interesting approach. It certainly seems like it worked. My brother and I, I think, are good productive human beings to society um also remind me Brie, we got to ask how my mom's finger is doing because as we started this podcast we saw uh one of her more famous instagram posts she just is phenomenal on instagram you know what i haven't looked at my mom's instagram in a while uh but she just posted something you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna look it up and i'm gonna read it to you guys real quick uh but what did she do did she hurt herself brie yeah she slammed her finger in the door and she posts a picture of it. It looks like it hurts. She slammed her finger in the door. And what? Is it like black and blue? <clears throat> hmm Why are you clearing your throat, Nasal? Because you asked me to sing Britney because of my adventure this weekend. Is that why? 
Well, that's a sneak preview. I'm trying to like log in. I've had some extreme phone difficulties, you guys. Um, my my iPhone is melting down, and we've tried several times to like wipe it clean and like start it back up, and it is not successful. So I need a new one. But I'm also having a hard time. Like uh, I can't log into Instagram right now, and not that that's the worst thing Here, in the world. I'll show you. No, but I should be able to log into Instagram in today's day and age. Do you want to know why? I don't know what my password is. I have no idea what my password is, Brie. I know, but I'm not going to say it on air. What my password is? Oh, no. I thought you were talking about B4B account. B4B we know. B4B I even know. But I have no idea what this password is. Here, just look at my phone. Let me see. Okay. boring everybody. I know. I'm boring everyone to tears. So my mom puts up a figure. Jeez. The tip of her ring finger, first of all, my mom's got the smallest hands in the world, is basically like a dark purple, and my mom writes, today my finger was in the way when I slammed my sliding door closet closed. If my house windows were open, I think my screams from my pain would have been heard by my son Jerry in California. Oh, the throbbing pain. What's the color of my ring finger now? It's dark purple, Mom. It's getting a darker purple as the day goes by. I just got stitches on my hand in August. Boy, I'm not looking forward to October. I'm such a klutz. And I think she spelled klutz right. I don't really know. Um, It's awful. Anyway, we're going to call mom. We're going to talk some good stuff. But I asked, okay, um, and we're going to bring you guys up to speed on a lot of stuff. But first and foremost, Breezy. Yeah. I asked you to sing Britney Spears because you called me, I want to say, like Thursday of last week or texted me, like, call me, got a quest. And, um, <laughs> got a quest. What, uh, what did you ask me? I asked you if you would mind if I went with my friend. To Vegas for a girls' night to go see the Britney Spears show. Now, why would I mind something like that, Brie? I don't know. I just have to ask. It's very respectful. I like it. Now, let's get right down to it, okay? How was the concert? How was Britney? Britney, I think, is like a year or two younger than me, right? Was Britney like 32, 33? I think she might be older than that. Oh. I don't know, but she, or maybe she is right around that age, but she looks phenomenal. Like... Her body looks good. Is that right? Yeah. How was like the dancing? The dancers she, were really, Has she lost a step a little? I mean, a little? I mean, she's definitely not moving as fast as she was when she was 16, but she's moving better than she was a couple of years ago. Like I saw her a couple of years, years ago at the Staples Center and <laughs> I mean, it just wasn't old Britney, but this show, she's like redeeming herself. Would you say like if you were going through the history books for you? Oh, yeah. it was. Is she your number one? I know not now, currently, maybe because you know you you. Yeah, she was. But like, like, if you if you look back in your whole she life, was like the pop star of my time. Who's your number one? Like, can you rank your top three of all time? All time. We're not talking about now, but you could use someone from now. Is this including all. groups or is this including? No, this is pop stars, and like it's okay if they like worked within a group at one point, but I mean, they had to have been solo. There were really only two pop stars of my, because there were girl groups. A lot more girl groups when I was growing up than there are now. Like now, I feel like it's just pop stars. There's right. not, there's no girl groups except for what's that one? Baby, I'm worth it. The Fifth know. Harmony. You're asking me. You know, you saw them. 
I did on extra. Remember they were on extra with Mario Lopez the day uh, Charlie Sheen kissed my mom. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know if we ever told that story. Have you ever told that story on the podcast? Oh, do we tell that? I don't know, but we'll talk. To, I'm making a note. We'll talk to my mom about that. I, if we, you guys don't really understand something, we've done almost a hundred episodes if you count fantasy football. We so can't sometimes what we talk about we are like, oh, let's tell this story. I don't story. think we, t- we told that story, and that's a good story. <laughs> okay, we'll tell that. One. <laughs> it, it's fitting being that my mom's there. Oh, so that was the group Fifth Harmony. They were all kind of like dressed the same, but mm-hmm. different. All right. All right. Well, you know what? No group. You're, you're, what's your top three solo pop artists Brittany, of your time? Christina. I mean, if you don't put this third person up, I'd say you're I having a moment of forgetfulness. I am. Who, who are you thinking of? She was in a group. Oh, then, Beyonce? Yeah. Yeah. But She's she was. Be. I mean, she didn't break off until I was older. Though. Doesn't matter. Is she in your top three? Or, okay, so she's not in your top three. Well, someone from I your top three could be now. Beyonce, I more associate with, with Destiny's, Destiny's Child. Child from growing up. Now, I she's Beyonce, but you know, I got you. So, Brittany, Christina, now, who's your number three? Groups. Who's your number three solo pop star of all time? I can't. I don't know why, but I'm blanking on like my memory's bad. What other pop stars were there when I was younger? Um, Jessica Simpson. Oh yeah, I loved. I loved you did? Jessica Simpson. I didn't peg you as a Jessica Simpson girl. Jennifer Lopez. J-Lo. Mm-hmm. All right. Fair enough. Yep. All right. So Britney was good. Vegas was good. How was Vegas as a whole for you? I was just in Vegas. At, we talked about the the basketball stuff I did. And then you go to Vegas next week to go to a Britney concert. We're living the life of 50-year-olds. <laughs> yeah, but I still went out. Well, I tried to go out. Did you club? What, what do you mean you tried? What happened? Well, the first day I got there... You know, when I used to go there in my younger years, I used to go to all the pool parties, <laughs> like the coolest party, the day party, the beer. But that just happens to be Encore Beach Club now, which my yeah yeah shots out to Encore Beach Club all day, every day. And I guess Saturday was a busy day, but we couldn't get in. You got denied at the door. So wait, take me through. They were at capacity. So like you and your your cute friend, because a lot of your friends are good looking, like the two of you guys are like in your little bikinis, but little sundresses over with your little bags and you walk up and you're like, maybe it's because I wasn't wearing heels. I don't know. She, we're going to get right in there because we're hot. Yeah. And then you walk up and then what, like a 20 year old kid tells you like, sorry, well, I was given a name to ask for because my friend that works there. So you there, dropped the name. I dropped the name when the guy looked at me like I Carter was like Giant. name Carter dropping Giant. or something. And I'm like, excuse me, I actually know this person. And he was like, well, you can tell that person that um, we are at capacity. Ooh, blah, blah, blah. Denied. And I was like, whoa, but I see them letting other people in. But then they made up for it the next day because then I went in the next day with my friend. And well, you got like a and I was bottle to get, <laughs> and like cabanas. No, I mean, let's just say my friend and I were supposed to get on a four o'clock flight and I called Jerry to tell him that I wasn't coming home till later. Well, here's what's going on. Yeah, it's like, ah, morning, babe. How are you? And you went out the night before. And it's like, yeah, all right. So we're probably just going to eat some breakfast and like go to the pool. <laughs> what time's your flight? I don't know. I don't know. Two? Four? I don't know. We made it like open-ended. Okay, well, let me know what you're going to do. Two hours later. Hello? Hey, babe. Um, mm, I think we're going to switch our flight to like five or six o'clock. We're having fun. All right, babe. Let me know. Click. 
two hours no, later. Well, this is right now. Let me finish. I'm not done. Two hours later. Hello? Hey, babe. Um, mm, I think we're going to get on like a seven or like an eight o'clock. And that's where I was like, really? You're just going to spend the whole time? Just live there. Move there. Live in Vegas. Live in Vegas. But you were having a good time and you don't get to do that often. No. You've been talking about a girl's trip to Vegas for a while. Mm -hmm. And uh, being that also, I just went to Vegas. I'm glad that you went and I'm glad you saw your number one pop star. I'm sorry you got denied. Encore Beach Club, we coming for you. No, but they made up for it the next day. We no, were... no, I'm allowed to take a shot at them on, on this podcast if yeah. I want. Yeah, first, yeah, yeah, you You can. denied Breezy from B for B at the door? <laughs> Are you at, you should have said, yo, I'm Bree with Bad for Business. And watch, they would have parted the ropes. And sure, Jerry. All right, I Vegas, baby. I don't got baby. your juice. <laughs> I ain't got your juice, Jerry. Shit. Vegas, baby, Vegas. All right, a couple other things before we call my mom. Uh... Great response on the gangster episode, guys. Uh, a lot of you guys questioned some of my picks. I stand by all of my picks. Um, if I had to, if I had to go back after hearing some of your feedback, I attempted to go with the richest soldiers that I had. That's why I had Tony Montana and Hyman Roth. I maybe would have threw Ace Rothstein in there. I didn't even occur to me that of all the earners, Ace, Ace Rothstein might have been. The biggest. So, uh, but keep sending me your picks, and we're gonna do some more gangster fantasy episode type stuff. That was a lot of fun. And um, also, it is time, guys. It is time. FanDuel and fantasy football is upon us. I have several drafts next week. Dun, and we're breaking news, okay? This Sunday at midnight, landing at LAX, returning from his. Epic journey of fishing in Montauk this summer. Charlie O'Connell will be back on this podcast. If we had like sound effects, we would have laid in some like applause and like cheering. Um, Guys, Charlie's back. Uh, The FanDuel deal is basically closed. Same deal as last year, except everything's going to be bigger, better. The phone lines work now for real. So do we know like we're going to have like prizes for we're gonna have prizes that are not just cash prizes but is it like a trip we may have a trip to la you may get to sit here and talk in this very studio with us There's and do a big team things happening on our wow team. you're promoting it better than i I'm am just... um but uh so you guys will have to subscribe again we're going to be airing that on bad for sports we've been giving you guys some content over the summer but it's really tough because the summer sucks for sports but that fantasy pod it's only going to be available on there. So you're going to get great fantasy insight, great fantasy information, and then you're also going to get to play against me and Charlie and Camper Luke and various other people. I know a lot of you from last year are going to be back. Share the league. Tell your friends. It's going to be the same backslash. I think this backslash is going to be Jerry Ferrara. It might be B for B. I'm not sure. I'm going to double check. I will let you know when the time is right. Uh, but yeah, you got to sign up. Join that FanDuel League. If you're not a fantasy football player and you're thinking about it, this is the time. I think our league is like $5 entry. Nobody gets hurt with 5 bucks, right? If you can't do it, don't worry. There's other free leagues that we can compete in as well. So get ready for that. That's going to drop Tuesday, September 8th. All right? That episode with Charlie, our teams will be revealed. And then you yourself could compete against us. All right? So subscribe to Bad for Sports and uh, you'll have full access to that. All right, now here's the meat and potatoes of the episode. We're going to call my mom in a minute. Um, 
And I just wanted to check in with her. It's been a while since I checked in with Mom Dukes. Uh, she was our first guest ever. And people have actually tweeted at us, to me, and to at uh, b for b podcast that we should have our mom, my mom back on. Uh, and, you know, I always, like, there's so many things I could talk to my mom about because she just interests me in everyday life. But then I was thinking, like, of a good topic or a good thing we could do. And then... um. James Harrison, Bree. James Harrison's a football player. Have you heard about this story with James Harrison? I think you told me. Well, anyway, for those of you who haven't heard and for Bree, James Harrison was big-time player on the Pittsburgh Steelers, like one of the more feared defensive players, very tough, very intimidating guy, Super Bowl champion. I think He has young sons who, I don't know if it was they were just playing in like a, fan, a football league or whatever, baseball, but Bree, you know how like, when you're very young, you know, you get participation trophies. Like you play on a team, whether you win or lose, you get a trophy. James Harrison, upon hearing that, gave the trophies back and said, I don't want my sons to get part, to thinking they get a trophy just for, just for participating. Mm. I want them to earn their trophies. Interesting. And, you know, while I, I agree with that philosophy and I also disagree, uh, but by the way, it's his kids. He could raise them however he wants. I don't disagree to the point that I would, like, make it an issue. I agree with it in certain ways. Um, it got me thinking, you know, like, I grew up without a dad, so I never even had anything remotely close to that distinct point of view, you know? And the type of mom I had, my mom was into sports, baseball mainly, big Yankee fan, she always supported me with sports. Like, that was my thing. And my older brother, Anthony's thing, as we've spoken about on this podcast, his thing was cars. So she has two young sons who have these kind of very dude-ish hobbies, sports and cars, and she kind of let us do our thing, but also supporting it. I'm going to share some cool stories with her that also led me to then just thinking about how she parented, I don't even know if that's a word, parented us as a single mom and uh, some of her methods of being a single mom. So for those of you out there, uh, whether you're a single mom, single dad, or if you're just new parents, um, I'm going to talk to my mom. Now, look, you don't have to agree. And by the way, different times. You know, I was raised in the 80s, so you don't have to agree. But we're going we're gonna to go back in time to when my mom was basically like my age. You realize that, Brie? My mom was my exact age when my father passed away and she was left with a nine-year-old and a five-year-old solo now granted both her parents were still around thankfully she did have support of her family but she also chose to not take so much support and go at it alone you know she got a job as a school crossing guard because that would give her the same hours as us and also, it didn't pay very well, but she got the amazing like health insurance benefits from the city that only a city job gives you. She would still come home and cook and clean and help us with our homework and, and chase us around when we were being bad. And uh, she ended up turning that into a great pre- career. She got a, a different city job years later after we were done with school. Uh, and we're going to talk to her about all that. We're going to do a check-in with Mama. We like to do this quarterly. Did you mention that she has... A purple finger, yes. Well, did you mention that there's an, a part to the Jennifer Love Hewitt story that you left out that she would like you know, to tell? You know, that really was also the reasoning of we were going to we um, 
have my mom on because she obviously listens to every single Bad for Business episode. And she remembers that Jennifer Love Hewitt episode, uh, that Jennifer Love Hewitt story as well, if not better than I do. And then she has a little addition to the story that I left out that she wants to add. So we were going to call her based on that. That's really how it all started. And then we're going to break into some other shit and uh, just, I don't know, talk to my mom. But first... We got to read some ads and then we're going to come back and call my mom. All right. First up is a company. Uh, they're back. They took a little hiatus from us, but now they're back. See, they always come back, Brie. And uh, it's a company I'm very fond of. They're killing it. It's Casper Mattresses. Okay. Now, you already know how much I love my Casper Mattress because I've spoken about it many times. But let me tell you what's really cool about this company. They know that sleep is the secret to living a better life. So if you want the energy to go the extra mile in everything you do, you have to start with a good night's sleep. That's why they spend thousands of hours engineering an award-winning mattress that's perfect for everyone. No matter what position you sleep in, it's the surface, it's the sleep surface that contours to your body and it offers just the right bounce for everything you might do in bed. Ooh, that's a little racy line. That's a racy line. Uh, in all seriousness, we've been sleeping on a Casper mattress for like three, four months now. And I do remember even when we initially talked to them, they were like, you know, you give it like a month and then you'll just see. You're not even going to realize. Like I used to always wake up with back problems and they said, you're not even going to realize that your back feels better. You're just going to stop and say, oh, wow, you know what? My back hasn't hurt in a while. I wonder why. And it always comes back. To the mattress. Um, it's really a no-brainer, guys. This company's killing it, and I'm a big fan of theirs. Like, the way it was delivered, I remember when we first moved, it looked like, I thought it was our surround sound. It came in, a like, a surround size, surround sound size box, and there's, like, no pain in the ass of, like, the dudes bringing it to the back bedroom, cutting off all that weird plastic. Like, you do it yourself. And it's really cool how it just kind of unfolds and becomes this amazing mattress. So you can order it online. It ships for free in a compact box, like I said. You could sleep on it for 100 nights, risk-free. And if you don't love it, they'll pick it up and refund you anything, everything. So there's really, not anything, everything. So there's really no risk, okay? And if you're on the fence, this is why I say it, like, Sometimes you're like, I kind of need a new mattress, but I'm lazy. They cannot make it any easier for you. And you could also completely skip the mattress showroom dude who's trying to like rip you off with some commission-driven inflated prices. So I want you guys to sleep as well as I do. So if you use the code B for B, you're going to get $50 toward any size mattress on Casper.com. That's uh, promo code B for B. And then you'll basically be telling them that you support this podcast. Bree, what time do we sleep till today? Yeah, no, say We're it to the world. Tell everybody that. Tell everyone. We slept till like 10.30 today. 10.30. Let me tell you something. On my old mattress, by around 8.15 in the morning, my back was so stiffened up that I was like, I got to get up. I can't lay down any longer. Uh, so, guys, we try to just put you on to cool stuff. So, if you're on the fence, go stop being lazy. Make the purchase. Um, that's one of our favorite companies. We also now have to talk to you about our longest running company. Uh, and I guess you could say I was wearing this product while sleeping on my Casper mattress. Uh, Me Undies, everybody. You know what a big fan I am of Me Undies. Me Undies is made from, and I'm going to blow this line, I think, Modal? 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 It's a fa- <laughs> well, here's what it is it's a fabric that's twice as soft as cotton. Wow, I just went Christopher Walken. That's a fabric. That's twice as soft as cotton. That's twice as soft as whatever nasty underwear you're wearing right now. <laughs> All right. Me Undies also has tons of colors and styles. It's the only place to also get matching pair for men and women, which, fellas, that may sound like 
obnoxious at first. Let me tell you something. It's the cutest thing in the world. Uh, they release a new design every month. Uh, you know, but I'm still rocking the camo because it makes me feel patriotic and there's polka dots and stripes that just are cool. They just got great colors. And we all know that paying for shipping nowadays we just... we wear our same what? kind on the same day. We, we do that occasionally. Sometimes <laughs> we don't plan on I'll that. I'll look over and I'm like, are you wearing your polka dots? And I'm wearing just, my polka What dots. do we always say to each other? Anytime we notice what we're wearing underneath our jeans, we go, me undies. Uh, MeUndies has removed the free, the paying for shipping from the equation in all orders in the U.S. and Canada. You could ship for free. And they even have a money-back guarantee. So if you don't love your first pair, you keep it for free. Guys, sleep comfortably in your MeUndies on your Casper mattress. Guys, we're trying to make your lives comfortable. And to sweeten the deal, MeUndies is offering you 20% off your, for, your first order if you go to meundies.com slash B4B, and that's just for our listeners only. So I know you guys have heard me speak about MeUndies for a while now, and maybe you keep saying, ah, does it, you know what, just try it. You can try it for free and support us and let us know you're listening. Just try it. What do you got to lose? That's my story. And my underwear are sticking to it. All right, guys, back to business. Let's uh, let's get my mom on the phone, Bree. As always, the bad for business phone lines are brought to you by a company will come in once we actually know the phone lines work all the time. You know how like ESPN does this Subway Fresh Take Hotline. All right, we're calling Mama Ferrara. Hopefully, this works. She's gonna be so loud. Get ready to turn down her mic. Oh yeah. <laughs> Hello. Hi, Mom. Hi, Jerry. How you doing? I'm okay. How are you today? I'm doing good today. You know you're on the podcast, right? We spoke about this. Yeah. Yes, we did. So put on your best podcasting voice because we're going to get into it today, okay? Okay, you got it. Well, first and foremost, I read your last Instagram post to our audience. What the hell did you do to your finger, Ma? Oh, my goodness. I slammed it in the sliding door. It's killing me. So, like, but like, were you I'm- slamming the door or were you just shutting it? Like, were you angry and you were slamming the door? Or were you just sliding it shut and it got caught? Well, I was sliding it shut. Um, I was doing it on purpose real fast because it doesn't really shut close all the way that well. Oh, we got to fix that. So I was doing it. I was doing it with force, you know. I was doing it with force. And my finger, I'm such a clutch, stupid me, was in the way as I'm closing it with force. And I... Screamed bloody murder. Good thing it's summer. Good thing it's summertime and the windows are closed. Because as I, you I'm, wrote on Instagram, your son all the way in California would have oh, heard you. Yeah. How many times somebody, did you use the F word? <laughs> you know, you you would think somebody was murdering me. How many times did you use the F word when you did that? Oh, forget about it. Oh my God, I F I F like crazy. And when we say saying. when we say F word, folks, we're not talking about forget about it. We're talking about no. the F word. The F word. F blank blank K. Well, take care of your finger, Mom. You just, and you also you oh, cut your finger God. a few weeks ago. You had to get stitches a few weeks ago. Yeah. Can you see what I put? I put I in August I had to get stitches. This is September first and I slammed the door on my finger. You gotta feel it. it's like a rocket, it's turning purple. It's like I have two thumbs on my hand now. Looks like I have two thumbs on my hand. And then now I'm not looking forward to October. No, you're going to be I'm fine. Not. Well, I, you are a this klutz. Family, we're, we are, this family is a bunch of klutz. Okay. Well, anyway. I'm going to tell a klutzy story of yours for a second. 
Uh, oh, no. Disneyland? No. Oh, my God. I'll tell that one. Okay. I'm going to tell oh, two no. stories. First off, say hi to Bree. Bree's here. Oh, hi, hi Marianne. Oh, hi, Bree. Okay. Oh. Thanks for reminding me because now it's two stories that we're going to tell. Oh, but the no. Fir- <laughs> the first one... Um, this is okay. this is uh I don't know maybe like 6 or 7 years ago. You know, okay. when Entourage was on the air, I used to get really good HBO boxing seats. So if there was a good fight, you know, oh, I get okay. some seats. So <laughs> she's already laughing. So I <laughs> Every time I do an episode with you, I hysterically laugh to the point where I can't speak. It's not even fair. Um, so I, my mom, I think at the time you, you'd never been to a fight, right? Yes, I have been to fights. Oh, okay. Uh, I didn't know. Whatever. I'm making that up for a fact. Yeah. So I had tickets to, to and I think it was Bernard Hopkins, Antonio Tarver, I want to say. Or maybe it was, it might have been Tarver, Glenn Johnson, or something like that. A fight like that in Atlantic City on the boardwalk. And, I uh, put Malcolm Joe Fraser fight. Excuse me for interrupting, but go ahead. Oh, very, oh, that's, okay. that's, that's better than who we saw. So I wanted to take my mom and I wanted to take, you know, her husband Mike to the fight. So we're walking now. We get dropped <laughs> off by a cab or whoever, and then we were going to walk to wherever the event was. The, the ballroom on the whatever and we're walking on the boardwalk Brie, right and we're kind of hustling because the fight's gonna start and i like to be there early and (laughs) as we're walking my mom's foot goes into there was like this like semi pothole thing like right before you got to the wooden planks (laughs) wait yeah she steps into this and it was probably maybe like a eight or nine inch pothole she steps in the pothole but doesn't realize her foot's caught so she goes to kind of take another step and her one her right foot is just stuck in the hole i'm telling you she does a full 360 around her leg and then lands right on her ass i thought she from the look of it it looked like she broke her ankle in a million places like i screamed i went oh no because think about this folks listening at home her foot was stuck. She didn't know it. We're walking fast. All her little forward momentum carries her, and then she pirouettes around her own foot. <laughs> luckily, I didn't break anything. No, luckily she limped her way to the boardwalk hall, and we got to we got to watch the fight. That's one story, <laughs> but this next <laughs> one's better. But do you know where it happened? It was at the Trump. Oh, is that where and it I, was? Yes, and remember what I said? I said, oh, man, I am going to own the Trump because he shouldn't have had that pothole there. Until you realized that everyone in America has sued Donald Trump at some point. Yeah, I know. That was back then. But anyway, I got up and I continued on and we went to the fight. Yeah, and it wasn't a very good fight. You actually got beat up worse than anyone that night. I know, but I didn't care for Michael Jordan. Did we see Jordan that night? Yes, he came up and shook your hand. I was like in a walk. He shook my hand? Yes, Jerry, you forget. Oh, my God, you're too young to forget. Wait, Michael face. Jordan? Michael Jordan was at the fight. He walked right in front of us. I, I remember with my mouth open. He came over and shook your hand. I can't believe you forgot that. Michael huh. Jordan, yes. Well, you know, anytime two legends get together in this, anytime two legends get together in the same arena, you know, we have this unspoken, like, you know, obviously I know he's a legend. He knows I'm a legend. (laughs) 
Michael Jordan pitched right in front of me, turns around, and he saw, he went over and he shook your hand. You forgot that? I can't Honestly, that. until this moment, Mom, my I did jaw, not remember that. My jaw dropped. MJ, the GOAT. Do you know what the GOAT stands for, Mom? Well, I know what a GOAT is. <laughs> I, I know what a GOAT is in baseball and stuff. But you've the never GOAT heard the sports Michael term. Michael Jordan referred, I know the sports term GOAT, yes. Well, what does it mean? Well, somebody is the goat in in sports. Like oh, goat. you're talking about like the scapegoat. This, yeah, right. Right, but yeah. why do you think they call Michael Jordan the goat? I didn't know they called Michael Jordan the goat. Well, you want you want to learn something of uh, you know, and this yeah, term's okay. been around for a while now, but I guess it's relatively well, new to you. The goat. I've never known the word yeah, goat okay. in sports stands for greatest yeah. of all time. Oh, okay. Never heard that. Expression. But you, you see you know how something? goat G greatest of oh, all time. I got time. it. So got it. scapegoat is no longer. I see. I teach my mom things. She's taught me so much, and we're going to get into some of the things she's taught me. But I also get to but teach. That's her relatively things. new, goat. I never heard that expression. It's relatively new. I heard of greatest of all time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's probably since Instagram and all that jazz came into play. All that. All that. All, all that Utah jazz. Um, well, I got to tell another story, okay? Yeah. Brie, oh, you ready for this, this one? Funny. This so funny. I was feeling good one time. I had my whole entire family in L.A., basically, with, with the exceptions of a few, um, for Easter one year. And I'm talking my mom, my uncle, my aunt, my brother. At the time, my brother only had one kid, I believe. So just Anthony, little Anthony was around. My cousins, Christina, Diana, Christina's son, everyone. And good old Uncle Jerry is like, you know what? I'm taking the whole family to Disneyland. Like gangsters. We're going to get a guide. We're going to do it properly. I'm going to be a great uncle. So we take the whole entire family to Disneyland. Now, we know my mom's a klutz, right? We've said this on the show. <laughs> Bree, I'm talking, you know that gate you go through after you give your tickets and you walk in and like you could almost see the Magic Castle? We're walking in. Tracks. <laughs> and if you recall, there's like the, uh, the trolley that runs through and then there's yeah. trolley tracks. Oh, God. So we're walking in. Now, we're, we're not even in the park yet. And one of my mom's feet, her little tiny feet, oh, no. Gets caught in the trolley tracks. And you just hear, oh, shit. And she falls face first onto the ground. She had on like a matching pink jumpsuit. Pink outfit. Right? It was like a pink velour suit. She gets up. Trolley tracks across her suit. Tire tracks. Tire tracks across her whole outfit. Right? That was the first two minutes. Then, so we're in the park. We're having a great time. And then... um. You know, you could take like the tra- the train, the little tram from one end of the park to the other if you're like trying to get there quickly, right? So one tram comes and there wasn't really a lot of room and everyone's like jumping on and, you know, we got the kids Wait on and his parents. And then my mom was like kind of bringing up, bringing up the rear. I'm like, you know what, mom? Let, let them go. You, you and me, you wait yeah. with me. You and I will ride our own tram and we'll catch up, you know? Mother-son stuff. <laughs> so our whole family goes off on the tram. That's why I'm so bummed no one got to see this. Oh, no. The next tram comes in. Ding, ding, ding. I'm like, all right, Ma, you go first. I make way for my mom. You know, she walks up. There's three steps. She walks up one step. She walks up two. And the tram is full. Walks up the second oh, step. Okay. She gets to the third step. Oh, 
shit. <laughs> when I tell you uh, the way Apollo Creed fell in Rocky oh, Four, where he just fell face first, like she fell <laughs> onto the tram in front of the whole entire. I mean, every people were laughing. I go, "Oh my god, mom, mom, oh mom!" I run up, I'm trying to pick her, and we just sat there. His people must have thought we were nuts because we did not stop laughing. I almost, I almost peed my pants. I think you peed a and little. I, I, Josh, and now I have tracks, moths on my body from the the trolley, and I'm on the floor on the train. Oh well. I remember when we okay. got off the train. She's like, "This Disneyland's a dangerous place." Oh my god! I know. Thank God I didn't break any bones. Oh, thank God is right. Um. Telling you now, I can't uh, wait for October to come. Just you know oh, what, mom? God. You gotta just be careful. You, you, first of all, you don't look where you're walking, and I don't know. And look, uh, you're not an old lady. Yeah, no. you're you not an old lady. You're a young woman, but you don't pay it. You don't walk around. You don't look where you're going. No, you know what it is? I don't pick up my feet. <laughs> I shuffle. You got. I don't pick you, up my feet. That's the trouble. You got such tiny feet. Pick them up and put them I down. You know what? My feet aren't that tiny for a big, uh, a short person. Well, my pick, feet aren't that tiny. Pick up the. I bet the pick them up and put them down. Bree is taller than I am. What size I foot? I have a bigger foot than Bree, and she's taller than well, me. Well, let's find out. What size foot do you got, Mom? Tell I our millions of listeners. I am almost five two and I have a size eight. That's a big foot. Oh, yeah, it is. Jesus, we got a tinier foot than me. Where are you going with those big ass feet? <laughs> That's why I'm always tripping. Well, it That's doesn't why be I'm tripping. so. My mom doesn't pick up her feet when she walks. My I don't brother. Pick up my feet. My brother, who has never played a sport in his life, as we discussed on this podcast, Bree, do you ever see how my brother walks? Uh, don't make fun of him, please. I'm not making fun of him. No, this is like oh, like okay. you don't pick up your feet. Everyone has their own walk. It's not making yeah, fun of Yeah, I don't pick up my feet. That's why I'm always falling. Anthony's walk, he walks on the side of his feet. So like if you look at all his shoes, the soles of his feet are only worn out on like the outside part of his sneaker. Like the inside part of his soles, brand new. It's the mm. weird. He walks like mm. on like the sides of his, like on the pinky toe side of his feet. Never you guys are just weird people, Mom. You know that? And what about you? How do you walk? Perfect? I walk um, I walk like a man, Mom. Oh, oh walk like a man. Whoa, baby. Um, <laughs> so, Brie, Brie, which one shoe do you take? Six and a half. Oh, you see how tiny? And you're tall. Yeah. How do you stay straight? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, I don't. You got tiny feet. Don't you love how in my mom's world, you're tall? I know. Five five. You're like a tall person. She's tall. If I was five five, man, I'd be so skinny. Oh, let's not let's not start that, mom. Um, you know what? Can we tell another story? Being that we're talking about theme parks, right? Um, we went to a theme park recently on Mother's Day. I don't know if we told this on the podcast or not. We might have, but we didn't get your account. You remember when we went to Universal? Yes. Do you remember what happened? At extra? Oh, yeah. Did you ever put that I, photo up? I oh, yeah. did. Did you ever tell Mike what happened? He saw it, yes. He knows the whole... And so could, could we talk about it on the pod? Sure. Okay, guys. And forgive me if I've told the story before. Just fast forward this. But uh, so I took... My mom and Bree and Bree's mom, we all went to Universal Studios, did the back lot tour, all that fun stuff. And um, while I was there, 
uh, the show Extra with Mario Lopez shoots on that lot. So I was going to go do a quick interview with Mario Lopez. So we get there and I got the whole family with me and we're kind of like in the back. I'm waiting to go on. And just on before me was the one and only Charlie Sheen. And apparently Charlie Sheen had gone on quite a bit before me and just hadn't left yet. He was talking to some fans. He was doing Charlie Sheen things. Now, my mom swears she doesn't ever ask people for pictures and stuff like that. Um, Anyway, I had met Charlie Sheen at the Golden Globes one year and ended up having a really cool conversation with him and Kevin Dillon. Him and Kevin Dillon worked together on Platoon many years ago, so they're old friends. And um, I'm talking to Charlie Sheen for like 10 seconds at Extra. And my mom just comes barreling in, mom. You had it. Uh, you made up your mind right there. I don't give a shit. I'm gonna go say hello to yeah, Charlie. Yeah. Well, before that, I made up. Oh, my and mind. it was on Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. This is on Mother's Day. I, let me point out. Right. Right. I had asked somebody before you even was speaking to him. When I spotted him talking to fans, I had asked the person from Extra, one of the people that worked there. Oh my God, you think I could talk to him? And he said, sure. Are you still there? Oh, yeah. We're listening to you tell the oh. story. <laughs> oh, you're very quiet. Well, well I'm letting you so, have your moment. Oh, so um, he said, sure. He loves that. Charlie Sheen loves that, he said. I said, oh, I, I'm not going to be bothering him or anybody. He said, no. When he finished with all his fans, he said, you know, we've been trying to get him away from all his fans to come back here and eat something. So he said, that's perfect opportunity. That's how that went down, Jerry. I don't know if I ever told you that. Right. And then, okay, so when you barrel in on my conversation with Charlie Sheen, uh, and I tell him, I I say, hey, Charlie, this is my mom. It's Mother's Day. What does Charlie Sheen say and do? Oh, my God. It was very interesting. He just (laughs) went here and he kissed me on the lips. Charlie Sheen. I'm a big Charlie Sheen fan. I can't help it. He kissed my from mom. From way back, and, and then from the show, watch rerun after rerun of that show. He, that show is phenomenal. And I always felt sorry to him. Well, not that day. because Oh, so you're saying you gave him a pity kiss? No, never pity. I, never, I didn't feel kidding. pity for him. I didn't pity him. So pity apparently, it's always an adventure when you go to the theme park with Mariana. Is that true, Mom? Would you say uh, that's fair? Well, it's okay. You know, you never, you know, every day is an adventure, please. That's true. That's you know? true. Um, every day is an adventure. All right. Well, a lot of the reason why, too, I wanted to, I wanted to talk to you a little bit today, um, and I mentioned this earlier. Um, now, I don't want you to give your opinion on what I'm about to say because I don't want you to get all controversial, okay? But there was a football player, a, a very good football player, who, uh, you know, it was just in the news. It wasn't like a big news story, but basically he has young sons. They play sports and one of them, you know, got like a, a very young son, got like a participation award. You know, that award like you play, everyone gets a trophy sort of thing. Mm-hmm. He gave it back, the dad, because he said, you know, I don't want my son to just get a trophy for participating. I want him to get a trophy when he earns one. Now... I'm not trying to get you to comment on that. It just got me thinking about, uh, you know, you as a single mom. You know, I didn't really, you know, I not didn't really. I didn't really have that fatherly figure to teach me sports and sportsmanship and how teams played. You know, I had I had you. Like, you're a sports girl. You you loved baseball, right? You've always loved the Yankees mm-hmm. since you were a little girl. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, you know. I said, you know, you were left with two boys, 
uh, was Anthony eight or nine and I was five. And not mm-hmm, only, yes. and then not only that, but we had like deep obsessions when we were younger. Like for me, I was a sports junkie. Anthony was a car fanatic. Like you didn't really know your way around a car that much and you didn't really know your way around baseball, but yet you like taught me how to throw. Do you remember this? Yes, I threw my way around baseball more oh. than any other sport, really. Right, but I'm talking about like actually playing the game, you know, and no fault to you, by the way. Yeah, I kind of knew a lot more about baseball than any other sport, yeah. But you would stand out on the street with me till the street lights came on yes. and you'd play catch with me and yes. pretend that you were like Jose yes. Canseco. Exactly. Mm-hmm, I did. Now, yeah. you know, I also talk a lot I want to talk a lot about like the way you kind of disciplined us as a single mom, you know, with two boys, like you, cause you were never really like, we weren't necessarily like afraid of you physically, but like you did other ways. Like what would you say was your, your most effective, like disciplinary thing when it came to Anthony and I? Well, uh, at what age you want to give me a, you know, like, you know, look, when we were like really young, obviously it was, you know, you would punish us and you would like, you know, yell at us when, when need be. But I'm talking about when we kind of started becoming young, young, young adults, teenagers, you know, growing up in Brooklyn, which is sort of a rough and tough neighborhood if you're not street right. smart, you know. Right. What was your approach? Well, well the, like a lot with your brother Anthony, when he started hanging out with some kids I didn't like, it was always that guilty by association thing that I used to do with Anthony a lot. Right. It was like, you know, you could be... You could be with somebody, you could be innocent, but if they would do something wrong, but you weren't, but you were standing there, you're just as guilty. You'll get dragged in by the cops, even if you weren't doing anything, and you'll go down to the pokey, just like them. <laughs> and I, the I don't pokey. know if you remember me taking you to the 68 precinct. I, I do remember this. I do yeah, remember this. Yeah, and I showed you the jail cell and all that stuff, and I told you, like, you know, I'm not coming to bail you out. You're going to be staying in here. You know, and then you, a lot of times I would tell you, and you knew I would do it, that I would come when you, ever you were hanging out, and I would, if you didn't come home when you were supposed to come home, that I would come and embarrass the hell out of you. Now. In front of all your friends. Would you say, in your opinion, were you mm-hmm. a, sh- were you a strict parent? I don't think, no, I, well, I don't think I was a strict parent because I believed in giving you rope until you hung yourself. <laughs> so, well, that's fair. See, here's yeah, how I saw it. I believed it. in letting you go. I believed in a little bit of freedom. You know, you have to let, you have to let your kids go a little bit until you hang yourself and then you take it from there. You were pretty strict. Um, you think I was strict? No, no, let me finish. But I'm okay. talking like 13 years old uh, strict. I do believe you did take that approach, but much more like 16, 17, you know, when like you, I, you know, you really could trust my decision making, but like 13, you were pretty strict when it came to like curfew, like what time you wanted me. Oh yeah, definitely. Oh yeah. Curfew. Yeah, definitely. Now, yeah, because I knew the streets of our neighborhood. You didn't belong out until a certain time at 13 years old. Then it was trouble time and there was, you know, hoodlums out there. (laughs) Street hoodlums. Now, did you feel like you were – did you ever feel like you were being bo- – like as a single mom, and you're the only one I know who can answer this, like 
do you feel like you're being mom and dad or do you just feel like, no, this is what mom does? Because like for me, let me tell you like my approach, right? I had a very normal childhood, even though I only had one parent. One parent is completely the only thing I know. So when I looked at my friends with two parents, that to me looked strange, meaning you get it from like one parent and then you get it from the other and then one parent says one thing, the other parent says another thing. Like it just was very confusing to me. Now, obviously that is the the better way to go. I do believe all kids need two parents, but did you ever right. feel like you were being mom and dad? Like, did you ever feel you doing that? Like, you're, did you ever say to yourself, oh my God, like I'm, this is like what their father would be doing? Mm, no, not really. No. You know what I always said? I have no backup. That, that was always the thing that I always said. I have like no one to back me up. So I have to be it all at one time. You know what I'm saying? Never thought of it as mom or dad. I just thought of it as having no backup. Like there was no one like saying like, all right, your turn. You go down the block and you go get him. Or you, you know, I didn't have that. So I had to do it all. Well, I, you know, I didn't think of it being a dad job or when it was me. That's it. Before we go on to like some of your career stuff that I want to talk about for a second, but uh, let me just tell the audience at home, okay? So the street corner I hung out on when I was 13 years old was right down the block from our apartment. So it wasn't like I was off gallivanting, but there was a funeral home on the opposite corner. And the only reason why I bring that up is outside the funeral home, and you know, this is obviously, I'm 13, so this is 1994, uh, they had this like big digital clock that also showed you the temperature, but like that was always our clock. That was like the neighborhood clock tower for me and my friends. You know, you didn't have cell phones. Beepers were just starting to come into play. I didn't own a watch. That was the only way I knew what time it was. And whatever my time was, I would always be watching that clock because I always had a curfew. And my my mom was known to if I was five minutes late. She'd either by foot or by car just come looking for me. And if she found me in front of my entire group of 15 other 13-year-olds, it would be, Jerry, you better get your ass in this car right now. It's five, it's nine, whatever the time was, and just rip me a new one in front of everyone who I thought was cool. And I'd literally have to like lower my head and be like, Mom, stop, and like get in the car or like walk home and... um. It worked because I wasn't afraid of like my mom physically. I was afraid of her publicly <laughs> and what she would do to me. Right. Do you remember this, mom? Sure, of course. How about how many times I used to stick out my head at the window of the apartment and you were coming, running down. I'm coming, don't come down. I'm coming, don't come. I'm well, coming. You used to be running down the street. Yeah, because sometimes it was like a photo finish. Like if I had to be home, let's say at whatever, 10 o'clock and it was 10.03, right. I knew I'm like, oh, she's probably like looking out the window. And then I know you'd look out the window for 10 minutes. If you didn't see me coming out the street, up the street, then you'd, then you'd go outside and do some hunting. Yeah. Well. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, I was saying that, like, if I wasn't, you know, you probably gave me, like, a 10-minute grace period, and then you'd come out. And, like, sometimes when you jumped in the car, too, we had kind of, like, an old car for the times. It wasn't too old, but would you have, like, a 79 Oldsmobile? 
Yeah, Grandpa Jerry, it was his old car. You mean the big gold one? The big, It was like just a big, giant boat uh, yeah. that I hated when I was a kid. Now I'm like, wow, that car was kind of cool. But at the time, yeah, you know, and then you'd, like, you'd roll up in that in 1993 when everyone was getting like Honda Accords and Ultimas, and I'd be horrified. <laughs> I always liked big cars. I know, you saw that car coming down the block. That's what I mean. It was like, it literally was worse than seeing like a cop car at the time. <laughs> yeah okay another another big disciplinary thing you did to me and i still haven't ultimately forgiven you for this but it will lead me to the point i was making w- about the football player um right around the time i started playing baseball like my first real little league, it was actually for the 68 precinct league which is the same precinct you were talking that you took me to to scare me and um mm-hmm. you know i wasn't a very good baseball player. I loved to play. Um, I was fast. I could steal bases and like I could field. I, I couldn't hit for shit. But anyway, I loved to play. So the first team I was ever on, I remember we uh, we made the playoffs, which was like a very, very big deal. I think I'm like nine years old, maybe 10. And the worst thing in the world that could happen to you when you're that age in school is if like you're acting up and the teacher says, that's it, Jerry. I'm calling your mother after school. Like that was always the worst, scariest feeling of coming home from school and knowing at any moment the teacher was going to call and rat me out that I was being bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and that used to happen to me a lot. I feel like it happened this one time. And do you remember what my punishment was? Uh, that you couldn't go to the playoffs. You, you couldn't s- go to the baseball. You sat me down for the playoff game. Mm-hmm. Don't you think that was a little harsh? It was the playoffs, Mom. I know, but as I remember, you had to stop doing what you were doing. Yeah, I screwed up. I, you're right. I screwed up. But well, more than once. Several and times. You were in a gifted, and you were in a gifted children's program, and there was no fooling around in those programs. Uh, let's not brag about the fact that I was in the smart kid program when I was younger. The audience doesn't want to hear that. Um, I'm just kidding. <laughs> wow. Well, I, I, I was ready to call your bluff because I remember you, you issued that punishment. I remember I screamed. I cried. I threw a hissy fit. You held your guns. You stuck to your guns. And then I remember it, like the playoff game was at like two o'clock in the afternoon on a Saturday. And that day, for whatever reason, we happened to be going to grandma's house. And I remember still not fully buying that you would actually do this to me. So I packed my uniform in a book bag mm-hmm. and brought it with me because I'm like, she's going to play this out to the last possible second. So if I'm really nice and sweet and charming, she'll, she'll forgive me and then she'll take me to the game. And we get to grandma's, I think it's like 11 o'clock, then it's 12 o'clock, then it's one. And I remember being like, mom, are you really not going to let me play? And you were like, yeah, Jerry. I remember this like it was yesterday, sitting at grandma's kitchen table. She said, you are punished. That's exactly how you said it. You went, you are punished. You're not going. And I was like, mom, I brought my uniform. And I screamed and I cried and you stuck to your guns. And I do believe I had a very successful rest of the school year after that. Yes, because that's what you have to do. You have to be consistent. You have to say what you mean, what you say, say what you mean and mean what you say. 
Well, for any new, if, if we have any single moms or single dads or even just any new parents in general listening, okay? See, because now as a grown man at 35, I think about things like that and I say, wow, when I have children, that's going to be hard because I, hard. I'm sure you wanted me to play. I'm sure you weren't like, ha- like sadistically happy I wasn't going to play and you knew how badly I wanted it. How do you, like, what do you keep telling yourself in that moment? to like uphold that punishment because I laid it on thick on you. You have to follow through. You have to meet, you have to do what you have to mean what you say. You got to follow through. And that's today. You got to do that because you're the duck. That's why a lot of kids today are spoiled because they know, oh, yeah, right. She's going to, she's not going to follow through what she says. She's going to cave. She's going to give me what I want. I'm going to have a hissy fit and then get what I want anyway. She's going to cave in. You can't. Did you find it at all, like, looking at your crying 10-year-old son with his 68 precinct jersey and his backpack, like, did you even at any moment begin to cave? Yeah, I felt terrible. I really did because I really wanted to go, too. I really wanted to see it and you play in it and be there. Of course. And you played the whole damn year. I did. Not very well. No, but we went. I took you. We went all the time. You always went. Well, we you're you're just as committed as I am because you're that's right. You're putting in just as much time as I am. Much effort. That's right. But you know, you had to stop in school. You couldn't continue what you were doing and get what you want at the same time. You know, that's what parents have to do today. You know. Well, you know what, they mom? Mean to mean what you say. You know. Consistency, I guess, is the thing you're saying, right? You have to follow through. You can't just threaten. You have to do it, you know? Right, because kids are smart. Kids are smart. They'll know, like, yeah, mom is just saying that. I tried playing you. Shit didn't work. I understand that because I followed through. You have to follow through. You can't say, you know, and then the kid nags you to the, all right, cut it out. That's it. Be quiet. Stop trying to play me. Stop nagging me. Stop. <laughs> you laid it down. Well, you okay. know what, Mom? Uh, I want to let our audience also know you redeemed yourself to me in the baseball community because a few years after that, got my act right. together, uh, you know, doing well in school. I was playing in a another Little League team, and this Little League team was good. We were like, we were one game mm-hmm. away from going to the Little yeah. League World Series, which is on yeah, currently. Yeah, that was fun. That was fun. We, you know, we traveled to Boston and Connecticut. Yeah. We were one game away from going to the big dance. But in keeping with my athletic ability, you know, basketball, always good. Football, always good. Baseball, I sucked. I would get a big hit here and there and like pinch run, but I never played. I always got, you know, they have those rules in Little League. Every player has to get in that bat and play the field for two innings. So I always played, but I was that kid on the baseball team. And, um, but I knew this, I was very smart at around 12 years old, 13 years old when this is happening. And in going back to what I was saying about the football player with the trophy, I was not interested in a participation trophy. That means nothing to me. It really, I don't care. I don't, I don't, I can't keep, I don't, if you asked me, where are my participation trophies right now? I'd have no idea. But if you asked me, where was my 1992 sportsmanship award? Oh, I know where that thing is, baby. Because what the Sportsmanship Award is at that level, as I remember it, 
The Sportsmanship Award was for the kid on the team who played the least, whose mom or dad didn't bitch that their kid wasn't playing. Because everyone's mom and dad would yell at the coach, why isn't my son playing? And me, I sat there quietly on the bench. I ate my sunflower seeds. I drank my Gatorade. I waited for my one at bat. I waited for my inning. And I knew I was right there for the sportsmanship award. But there was one time I remember, and I want to say the coach's name was Vinny Kayaza. Does that sound familiar? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to say there was one time where um, I think I actually got like screwed out of an at bat, and you started to raise a fuss, like saying, "Like Vinny, you supposed to butt." And I literally remember going, "Mom," just wa- waving you off, like, "Stop it! You're gonna ruin this for me." And then you kind of gave me the, "Okay, I'm sorry. You're right." And you okay, stopped. Yeah. You stopped yelling. And then two months after that, on Sports Award Night, I think it was the Rossini Sportsmanship Award goes to. Jerry Ferrara. Yep. Yep. Now, you know, I planned it out in my head. If, 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 and I know this is a big if, if I were to ever win an award for acting, um, I would actually say the only other award I won is the Sportsmanship Award in 1992, and that's only because my mom never complained about me not playing. Wow, that's so cute. So you made it up to me, kid. Yeah. I know. It was exciting just to be the camaraderie, you know, being in amongst all your friends and their parents and stuff was nice. And they were very good to you. Your friend's dad, you know, dad and everything it was really nice. Yeah. And I always do say that, you know, like I was saying about how it was the most normal upbringing, you know, because it's, yes. it's all I knew. It's what I knew. So what, any, anything right. else would have been foreign. But that being said, you know, I did have some pretty cool, like, male adults to kind of not even so much as look up to but look to you know like uncle sal obviously was huge and robert molina's dad was you know i had i had good influences and as anthony got older anthony was a good influence on me to a degree uh uncle nicky Nicky, grandpa jerry like i had good men around me so it wasn't like but i want to talk to you then as well you know so Obviously, we're not going to get into specifics of the situation, but, you know, you're left with a nine-year-old, a five-year-old, whatever the ages were, and and you decided, like, okay, I'm going to make a go of this myself, and I'm not accepting any help, and, you know, you went and you got a job as a school crossing guard. What was the thought behind why school crossing guard? Why school crossing guard? Well, number one, I wanted to... um be around for when you and your brother came home from school every day, you know, it coincided yep. with your hours in school, you know, and I could take you with me. You were by the school where I worked. You went to school by where I worked and I could drop member. I don't know if you remember, you used to come with me in the morning and yeah. then uh, one of your, yeah, your friend's mother used to pick you up by the school where I worked and walked you to your school, which only was two blocks away from the school I was working at. Anthony, I think, was then... Um, high school almost. Well, then after well, junior a couple high, of years... Junior high, junior high, right. He went to junior high, and we lived right over there, so that wasn't bad for him. And then, um, you know, and they used to walk you back down to meet me. Yeah, well, I... I was I, off at 3 o'clock. It was perfect. And also, you did get some great health benefits with a city oh, job, that, right? That was another reason, because then, you know, we didn't have any health benefits. Right. So then I had worked for the city, so I got all the city health benefits. 
and then I had the summers off. Ah, so that's I right. You guys, I didn't even make that I had point. The summers off. Summers that's off. That's why I did it too. I didn't want my mother and father to have to be responsible for two. It wasn't fair to them. And I didn't want you, my father, and my mother to have to raise my boys, my two little boys. I wanted to raise my boys. Right. And be there for be there for you guys. And that's why. But thank God, you know, uh, we were. I was able to do it because you get help from, like, uh, widow's benefits, social security survivor benefits. Right. You know. And I also did work for my dad at night. I did accounting work to make up the difference also. And I did what I had to do. I always... So we were able to stay on our own. Yeah, I always said, like, you know, we weren't poor, but we certainly weren't middle class. You know, we were somewhere in the middle of that. But we were happy. Yeah, I I didn't... To me... never wanted for anything. You know, yeah, I didn't always have, like, the latest pair of Jordans or whatever, but, like, we ate well. You know, we That's had right. we had heat, we had phones, we had TVs and stuff. We had but, a roof over our head. Yep. Well, I remember we you freezing your ass off many of winter on, on the corner. On that oh on that corner, crossing other people's kids and making sure other people's kids were safe. And you know what else okay. I remember? So what? my school was a few blocks away because you you were a school crossing guard at like the private at, Catholic school. At a Catholic school, right? And you know. For all the public school kids, I I went to after school Brie at this cat like that was a school where I did my CCD, which is like Catholic school for public school kids, so you could get all you know, receive confirmation and communion and whatnot. So every Wednesday, I think it was after school, I'd have to walk to my mom's school, and I would see I would see my mom cross the kids, and you'd always hand me a bag. Of my favorite yeah. chips. I don't know if you remember if you yeah. remember what they were, Mom. I would give I, I would give you a hundred dollars if you could remember. The were they Dipsy Doodles? Dipsy Doodles. We have a winner. I owe you a hundred bucks. Wow. <laughs> She'd always give me like an you around the back Dipsy Doodles. Around the back Dipsy Doodles bag. Aww. Yep. Well, it's yep. awesome, Mom. Yep. You're an inspiration. Like I, I as an older oh, person now, wow. grown up, I like look at you and like. Wow. I think it's a major accomplishment what you did. Uh, I could under, like, I hope you feel a sense of pride. Like, I'm not saying Anthony and I are perfect, but, like, I think we're good kids. I definitely do feel. Are you kidding me? First of all, I mean, the most main thing is you're very, both of you are very good to me, your mother. I'm very, both of you are very, very good to me, your mother. And I think you're just human beings. That's all a mother could ask for. You're good, kind-hearted people. You're good, decent human beings. Although... That's all a mother can ask for. I do have to say, I kind of throw like a girl because a girl taught me how to throw. Ah, that's so cute. <laughs> All right, mom. But bef- so it's very endearing. Oh, it's great. Before we wrap up, it is. T- before we wrap up, the other thing, and we're talking about mothers and stuff like that. You know, we did that story couple of weeks ago about Jennifer Love Hewitt and it went over really, really well. Our audience I loved it. it. Um, and it's a real cool story and I'm glad that, um, you know, she was cool with me telling it. Um, you have an addition to that story that I kind of left out, right? Uh, can you want to share mm-hmm. with the audience? So after, yeah. okay, here, take it. You're on. Tell the story. Okay. Well, I was, when Jerry was going to be alone for Thanksgiving, that first year and he also was going to be 21 I was very very upset I really wanted him to come home but it was okay with him it was kind of difficult 
for him to come in and whatever, you know. So it was fine. It was okay. I came to terms with it. And then when he told me, he says, Mom, you'll never believe what happened. He told me this story about meeting her in the, uh, the, rec- the record store or whatever. And he told me that she invited him. And his friend Jonathan, his roommate at the time, to, like, it blew me away. I couldn't believe it. So, so what'd you, you know, do? He went, and, he went and everything, and he did that. And then she did that for him for his 21st birthday. But I was just so blown away that a, a girl like that and a family and a mom can invite a complete stranger to Thanksgiving dinner. That's what Thanksgiving is all about. Like, it, it was the most beautiful thing, and it made me, his mother, feel wonderful. I don't know if I could do something like that, right. you know? And I was an absolute stranger. It was a beautiful thing. Wow, after it was all said and done, I asked Sherry, you know, it would it be okay? Because I knew he had the address. I don't know if you remember him giving it to me, but he did, you know, because naturally he had to go there for Thanksgiving dinner. So he gave it to me. I said to him, Jerry, just, you know, can you give me the address and I, I will whip it up after that. No one else will get it, you know, if you were worried about that. So he did give it to me. And I bought a beautiful card and everything. And I sat down and wrote uh, Jennifer and her mom a, a beautiful note thanking them from the heart so much for what it meant to me to have my son there and they didn't have to spend Thanksgiving alone and which he did Jennifer did for his 21st birthday so I sat down and I wrote this note to her from a mom to a mom and to Jennifer how grateful and thankful I was to her for doing that and I sent it off and everything not expecting you know reply or whatever it just came from my heart as, as a mom to a mom she sent me back, and I still have it, a beautiful response saying, you know, how it was. I don't remember it word for word, but to the effect from her and Jennifer that it was their pleasure and blah, blah, blah. And, and it was on this most, I remember this most beautiful stationery from her and Jennifer in response to me thanking her, how it was their pleasure and whatever. I have it somewhere, and I'm going to look for it and dig it out. And I thought that was so beautiful of these people that didn't even know my son from a home in war, but they opened up their home to him. It, it was so nice of them. I don't know if I could ever do something like that. I hope I would, but it was beautiful. Mm, well, so I, I just, I, and I'm going to look to that note somewhere. And I felt so bad because I know her mom's no longer with her. But uh, beautiful. And you could see that she, she's uh, such a lovely person well, to do such a thing. Beautiful. Well, you know, and I'll never forget. I'll never forget that. And neither will I. Really, I'm glad we got to tell the story. Yeah, and I have that that note somewhere, and I'm going to look for Jerry, and I'll show it to you. Yes, great. please do. And you also, know, it's, it's in my memorabilia, Jagunda <laughs> kind of one of my gigantic case, one of many memorabilia. Also, uh, make sure you pull out my sportsmanship trophy award. I'd like to see that. Yeah. Too. Yeah, it's somewhere. I have your, your, remember your jacket? You saw your, your, your St. Bernadette? I remember jacket. it all. You know what? Bust it out because... Uh, yeah, you have it here. You saw Remember your little jacket? The St. Bernadette? The satin of one? Of course. Yes, so I remember. Cute. Well, find that it's trophy. So I want to take that out and put it in the podcast studio so I can stare at yeah. it. Next time when you come... We have to go through all my numbers. Oh, my no, goodness. no, no. I'm not going through it. No, no, no. <laughs> I don't think so. Well, have some of your things in it. All right. Well, I'll go through the things that say my name on it, Mom. I am not going through all your memorabilia <laughs> stuff. Labrie oh, could be do so that. Excited. You'll be so excited. 
You know what? You know, I'm I forgot about you when you were a kid. Well, no, I, I meant to ask you. We had a moment with Michael Jordan at the fight. We didn't think to ask him how much the bubblegum head was worth. He would have known better than any he, of us. He, but he might even have you like his Space Jam uniform coming up for auction, Jerry. Yeah, maybe guess. if you had that, I would say, wow, Mom, that's actually a cool uh, piece of memorabilia. Not a Space Jam DVD with a medallion. With a coin, with a medallion. No, and if you had Michael Jordan's jersey that he wore while shooting Space Jam, I'd say space? yes. You know what? You could probably get 20, 25 grand for that. They, I don't know if they auctioned it off. I think like fifteen grand or twenty grand, something imagine like that. Imagine that! Imagine that! Yeah. Mine is not even open, my TV. I know, it's but they made open. thirty-five million copies. You, you will still fight me now, on this point. I don't think they sold that many of that. You of Space did? Jam? Yeah, did they really? They're remaking Space Jam with LeBron James, Mom. It was a very I famous know. movie. Isn't that cool? Yeah, because oh because it made like a billion dollars and was uber successful. Oh, did it? It was very popular? Yes, Mom. That's why the, the DVD with the medallion, I hate to break your heart, it doesn't mean a dang but thing. listen to me. Do you really think that somebody has it in mint condition and you think they didn't lose the medallion? No, I don't think you'll find anybody who ever wants that. Uh, Michael Jordan might. Or maybe his kids. Michael Jordan, my, I, I don't think Michael Jordan wants a copy of Space Jam with a medallion. I don't know. He might, he might want his bobblehead with the bubble gum in it. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. All right, Mom. That's well, okay. uh, I'll keep it. That's okay. We I'll gotta, we gotta wrap up. I will go through some of your memorabilia involving me. Yeah, I no, won't no. go through it all. Yeah. Well, I have, I have all the baseball guys. In the boxes. Starting line, my you, starting lineup me. figures. Yeah, those are yeah, great. Yeah, one for you, one for me. Yeah, that was torturous to Remember? do to a kid. That wasn't fair. Very cute is rookie cards in plastic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not getting into a memorabilia discussion with you because I never, okay. I can't win. I can't win. Okay. All right, mom, we got to wrap up. I uh, love you. I love okay, you too. Thanks for wrap. taking the time. Oh, my pleasure. You're our favorite guest. I can't guest. wait to see you. I can't wait to see you, guys. I, I will see you soon. You're my favorite guest always, and Bree's favorite guest. Ah, uh, thanks, Bree. Do you want to take us with out? Tiny, with, with those tiny feet. With your little ass feet, Bree. <laughs> Mom. And I got canal boats. Yeah. Do, do you and your big ass feet want to take us out? Sure. All right, guys. Uh, for Bree and I, we're out. Mom? Yeah, you have to start it off. Oh, right. Uh, As my mom would always say. I, I know. Listen, that's my slogan. Okay. I know how to do it. Uh, thank you, Bree. Thanks, thanks to everybody for listening. Thanks to all our sponsors. And like my mom always says, bad for bad business. For business. Well, see, like, you, uh, you blew it. You blew ah, it. You blew it. Just I'm say though. Just say it. Bad for business was what, okay, mom? We're good for business tonight. All right. Out. <laughs> See you. Soon. And a little bit on the side. And a little bit on the side. A little bit on the side. Woohoo! Oh, God. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. When you see me rolling by, you know that I'll be high.
for business.